Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast. It is uh, Tuesday, February 8th, 2022. So glad that you are on. And uh, this uh, fifth week after Epiphany, uh, we've doing daily readings. And the, the kind of the thing for the week is, this is my comfort in my trouble, that your promises give me life. This is my comfort in trouble, that your promises give me life. That's from uh, Psalm 119, verse 50. That's the thing for this whole, this whole week. Uh, but yeah, we're kind of taking an unofficial, unofficial poll here on the uh, Facebook Live, Instagram Live feeds um, of who's who, who, uh, who people are rooting for for the Super Bowl. And uh, as I was saying, we it's very heavily influenced by the Midwest. Uh, we got, of course, our folks here in Florida. Uh, we got some folks in in the Midwest on the podcast, and those who are in Louisiana are pulling for Joe Burrow and. Jamar Chase, who were their LSU guys. So uh, so I'm thinking I, it'd be interesting, but I would think it would be easily three to one uh, Cincinnati. But then again, there's a constituency of people who really don't care, who are pulling very hard for the commercials and the halftime show. <laughs> so there's always those, right? Like, I don't care about their sports. Yay, sports. Yay, sports. Great. Um, but also the other news, the other news, uh, related to the podcast is um, this will be the the only podcast of the week. This will be the last podcast of the week because I'm taking the staff. We're heading down over to, not down to, I guess it's slightly down, but it's more over to uh, Palm Beach this afternoon. Um, so recording this on Tuesday. So on Tuesday afternoon, we're going to head over to Palm Beach for a conference that we've been looking forward to for several months. And so we'll be there. Uh, the conference starts tomorrow morning. So we'll be there Wednesday, Thursday, uh, till Thursday night. So. Um, so yeah, as I was saying, it's been a good time to catch up on all those old podcasts. It's like, man, you know what? I think I missed one last Friday. I think I missed one last Tuesday. Catch up, catch up on all those old podcasts, right? Um, and uh, and we'll be back at it next week. Stick with your readings, you know. You can continue reading on through Isaiah. And hey, today we start Second Timothy and Mark. And so yeah, um, yeah. Thank you guys for being on today. So glad to have you a part of the uh, podcast daily prayer. Um, awesome, awesome. All right, so let's do this. Uh, the first reading uh, is from Isaiah, and look at me, not prepared. Look at just look at me. Don't have my man. I tell you what, amateurs, amateurs here. I gotta quickly turn in my Bible to the right pages because I'm not ready. So, but the first first reading is Isaiah chapter fifty-eight. Isaiah fifty-eight. Let's get there. Isaiah fifty. All right, Isaiah 58, verses 1 through 12. Let's do it. You know what we do. You know what we do. We read, we pray. We change the world. Uh, so let's read. Let's see what the Lord has to say to us today on this somewhat rainy Tuesday morning. It's supposed to be pouring, but it's, it really hasn't rained yet here in Tampa. Uh, it's kind of all going a little bit north of us. 
But I don't think we're going to escape it. I think it's coming. We, we, we need it. We need a little bit of rain. I just planted some sods. So, yeah, I'd like a little rain, please. All right, here we go. Let's go. Isaiah 58, verses 1 through 12. Welcome, everyone. Good morning, Christine, Linda, Rebecca, Deborah, Pastor Tim, Jane, everybody. Welcome. Shout it aloud. Do not hold back. Raise your voice like a trumpet. This is not talking about cheering at the Super Bowl. Oh, man. Oh, supposed to be cheering. Cheering at the Super Bowl or something. <laughs> no, no, no. What is he talking about? It kind of makes us interested, right? Like, what are we supposed to be shouting about? Shout it out aloud. Do not hold back. Raise your voice like a trumpet. Declare uh, to my people their rebellion. Oh, it's bad news. You, uh, this reminds me of uh, Revelation, right? The, the, uh, the trumpets, the seven trumpets. They weren't flutes. The seven flutes. You know, it's like a, it's like, you know, like a, think, think a tornado siren, right? Uh, the seven trumpets in, in Revelation are like, you know, think tornado sirens, like wake up people. And that's what the trumpet blast was. It was a wake up call. And so he says, raise your voice like a trumpet, declare to the people, declare to my people their rebellion. And to the descendants of Jacob, their sins. Now, you're probably not, you're probably not going to hear it, right? I mean, of course not. You know, you say it louder for the people in the back. Yeah, well, the people in the back are going to shoot you. <laughs> yeah, but they need to hear it. I know. I know they do. That's what he's saying. Shout out for verse 2. For day after day, they seek me out. They seem eager to know my ways as if they were a nation that does what is right and has not forsaken the commands of its God. They ask me for just decisions and seem eager for God to come to come near them. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen it? Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? We're doing all this stuff, God. We, they seem eager. So God's saying, you know, something, you know something's coming, right? You know something's coming. So they're saying, um, they seem eager to know me. They seem uh, devoted. Um, They ask God, we fast, but you don't answer. We we uh, we seek your face, but you don't seem to be uh, responding. Why have we humbled ourselves? So why are we doing all this? Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? Okay, Sometimes, how many of us have ever asked that? God, I've been praying so hard, and uh, you haven't answered. Yeah, we've all said that, but God's going to say, here's the problem. God's going to tell them what the problem is. Yet, on the day of your fasting, you do as you please and exploit all your workers. Oh, just some injustice going on. You're cheating people. You're claiming to seek God, but you're treating people mean. Mm. God cares about that stuff, man. He cares about how we treat other people. Not just our holiness, not just our inward holiness, not just our daily devotional time. Uh, he cares about how we treat each other, how we treat other people. Verse 4. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and in striking each other with wicked fists. Whoa. Mm. Like you, yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you the truth. Tell you the truth, though. Ain't it right true? You start fasting for a while, you, you do get a little grumpy. <laughs> Those of you maybe doing the 21 days of prayer and fasting wrapped up at the end of the January, you're like, by, by, by day 27, 28, you're ready to snap. <laughs> I'm hungry. That ain't right. But that ain't right. 
The Lord's saying, look, your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and in striking each other with wicked fists. What is it? I mean, this is an analogy, right? I mean, it's not like literally every fasting day ends in a brawl. He's saying you, you're, you're, you're doing these things spiritually, but your outward life is, is not where it needs to be. You're eating each other up. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. Is this the kind of fast I have chosen? Only a day for people to humble themselves? Only one day for a Is it only for bowing one's head like a reed and for lying in sackcloth and ashes? Is that what all this is about? Is all this just about, you know, a day of fasting? Is all this just about, you know, going to church? Is all this just about, you know, doing good things? All this thing just about, is that all this is about? That's what he's asking. Is it only for bowing one's head like a reed and for lying in sackcloth and ashes? Is that what you call a fast? Hmm. Um, is that what you call a fast? A day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen to loose the chains of injustice? Whoa! The Lord says, you want to fast from something? Fast from being mean. <laughs> you want... Come on. Come on. Somebody's like, somebody, yeah. Somebody's like, you want to fast? Look, there's some people, you, they like they just need to fast. You know what they need to fast from? They need to fast from being so ugly. <laughs> and I don't mean physically ugly. I mean ugly to people. Stop. Look, go ahead and eat your, eat your salad and your ribeye. Why don't you give up being mean to people? <laughs> That's what he's saying. He's like, how about this? How about this for fasting? Fast from injustice. Whoa. Fast from injustice. Loose the chains of the of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke to set the oppressed free and break every yoke. Is it not to share your food with the hungry? That's what I want, God says. And to, prov and to provide for the poor, the wanderer with shelter. When you see the naked, to clothe them, and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood. Then your light will break forth like the dawn, and your healing will quickly appear. God's going to say, you're going you're gonna to notice an amazing thing happen. Because you remember it started, they were like, God, we fast, we pray, we do all these religious things, and you're not answering. God's like, look, because there's a problem. You're still, you're still being ugly to people. You're still not treating people right. Your inward devotion is not uh, is not being proven authentic because the outward side of your life is not reflecting it. In other words, the outward side of your life is reflecting truly what's going on, and what's going on inside ain't pretty. But he said, but I'm, there's going to be something's going to be surprising once you fix this. Once you start acting right, you're going to know something else. Your prayers will start being answered. Your prayers will start being answered. That's what he's going to say. He says, then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will come quickly. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here I am. Here am I. Wow. What a great reminder for us, guys. And it's a great reminder that God cares about you know, our inward devotion. He cares about what we're doing right now, spending time with, with the Lord and in his word and in prayer. Uh, but if our outward life, our life in the community, our life with others uh, is also not holy or does not reflect the holiness of our devotional life 
in prayer, then we're going to find there's going to be some roadblocks, some roadblocks to the blessings of God in our life, uh, some roadblocks to answered prayer. And so, um, you know, just like when Jesus said, you know, if you're praying, if you're praying and you have unforgiveness against a brother or sister, like leave your leave your leave your offering at the altar and go make it right with your brother and then come back to the altar. We can't some. Hey, how many of you have seen people who will escape? Um, they, they try to escape dealing with difficult relational situations by getting more religious. Oh, look out. They, they, they escape dealing with their situations in their marriage. They escape dealing with situations with other people. And they just, they, they, instead of being nice to people and treating people, they just go to more church stuff. Now, church stuff in general is good, but that church stuff should be informing you and strengthening you and challenging you to go and make things right with people. It shouldn't be an escape from reality. It should be, in, in, to, it should be in, to empower us to face reality. Yeah. Um, if you do away with the, the yoke of oppression, with the pointing finger and malicious talk, and if you and if you uh, spend yourselves in behalf on in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness, and your night will become like the noonday. You're gonna see, you're gonna find, you're gonna find God start moving. You start being treating people right. Verse eleven: The Lord will guide you always; He will satisfy your needs in a sun scorched land. And will strengthen your frame. Hmm. That's pretty. It's a pretty verse there. That's pretty. The Lord will guide you always. That sounded funny. I'm gonna lie to you. <laughs> Sometimes I forget. It's not just me and Jesus here. <laughs> and I said that was pretty. Can you believe that? I just said that. I said that out loud. That was pretty. I'm oh, sorry, guys. That was that was now 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 that was embarrassing. <laughs> oh, that was pretty. I'm such a girl. All right. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but it was. It was a beautiful verse. <laughs> the Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You need your frame strengthened? You can do Pilates and pray. <laughs> you can do yoga and pray. You need your frame strengthened? Good posture? Um, yeah. Verse 12. Uh, you, oh, well, let's see, uh, latter part of verse 11. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets with dwelling. Wow. God's like, man, I love this. God doesn't just tell us the problem. He tells us the solution. It's like, here's a problem. Your, your prayers aren't getting answered. Uh, you feel frustrated in your spiritual life. God says, that's a problem. I get it. It's probably a problem. It feels like a problem, isn't it? Yeah, it does. You know, well, that feels like a problem. Well, let me tell you how you can fix it. Here's the problem. The, the problem with your problem is that you're not, you're, not being, you're not treating people right. If you start treating people right, dealing with those relationships, dealing with justice and kindness, you'll start noticing this, um, this relationship with your spiritual life and spiritual blessings in your life. They'll start opening up. Ah, cool. All right, let's jump over to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. We've got a new book here. We haven't ever been in in a while. 2 Timothy. Yeah. 2 Timothy chapter 1, uh, one of the oldest writings of the Apostle Paul. 
I should say it's one of the last writings of the Apostle Paul, not the earliest, one of the last things he wrote. It was, actually, 2 Timothy is the last thing he wrote, I'm pretty sure. Here we go. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, in keeping with the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my dear son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Um, I thank God, whom I serve, as my ancestor did, with a clear conscience. As night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers, recalling your tears. I long to see you, that I might be filled with joy. You ever wonder, like, what his tears were about? Uh, I constantly remember your tears. You know what I think? I, I think, I think, you know, because this is talking a little bit about when, um, when Timothy received his calling from, you know, kind of his calling, his, I think it was tears of passion like his passion for Jesus, like he really was, he was earnest. And uh, I remember your tears. Like I remembered that passion in your eyes. I remember that, 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 that desire, that want to make a difference for the kingdom of God. Mm. You remember that look in your eye, guys? Remember that look? Remember that day you, you said, you know what, I, I'm, I, want, I want Jesus in my life. And, uh, and I don't just want Jesus in my life. I want to get Jesus into other people's lives. You remember what that was like? Remember your, your heart was like you agree, you you had this pounding in your heart to see other people come to know Jesus. And I hope we can hear the word of God and uh, the Holy Spirit saying, "I remember those tears. I remember those tears. I remember that desire that you had to to make a difference. I remember that desire that that want to that that spirit passion that came leaking out of your eyes. <laughs> I kind of think that's what he says. I recalled your tears and I long to see you." so that I might be filled with joy. You see, because what, what makes me think of that is because he's filled with joy. The idea of those tears and that passion in Timothy's eyes, that eagerness would, would bring him joy. I am reminding of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. Oof. Hey, did you know that, friend? That, that, that mountain-moving faith that you revered in your grandmother or you revered in your dad or you revered in your grandpa or you revered in that Sunday school teacher that you revered in that pastor that meant so much to you, whatever it is, look, that same faith lives in you. Lives in you, child of God. That same spirit is alive in you. Verse 6, for this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you, through the laying on of my hands. That's what we do this in Sunday on these on these morning times in prayer. We're fanning into flame the gift of God. That's our responsibility, guys. We can't always expect other people to fan the flame of God in our lives. Did you see what Tim, Paul tells Timothy? Timothy, you have a responsibility for the for the passion in your life. You need to fan it into flame. You do. Don't wait for pastor so and so or Bible teacher so and so or somebody. It's not someone else's fault. It's not someone else's responsibility. Ultimately. Uh, we have to fan into flame that that spark that is in us, the gift of God. Um, verse 7, for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. That's, that's the underlinable one right there, guys. First Timothy 1 Timothy 1.7, for the spirit that God gives does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Discipline. Some translators say God doesn't give a spirit of fear, 
with power, love, and a sound mind. So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join me in the suffering for the gospel by the power of God. He has saved us and called us into this holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. Wow. You know, everything like, what is the gift of God that is in, in us? And what is in Timothy? He says, fan into flame the gift. Of, what is the gift of God? The gift of God is the willingness to suffer for the gospel of Jesus, like not to be swayed. And, and Paul is telling Timothy, look, I know you've been beat up. I know you've been struggling. I know things have been gotten hard, but I want you to fan into flame the gift of God that is within you. What is that gift? That gift that God has placed within you is not only salvation, but it is also the gift to contend for the gospel in the face of persecution. Mm. Look, we, we need that, don't we? We need to have that gift in us that we will contend for the gospel, that we will defend the gospel, that we will proclaim the gospel, like going back to Isaiah, that we will proclaim, like a trumpet, that we'll continue to proclaim the gospel in the face of persecution and adversity. Mm. Fan into flame that gift, that boldness, that courage to, to, uh, to live for Jesus in a world that may not always be uh, hospitable to the good news of Jesus. He has saved us and called us to live to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, verse 10, but it now has been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who, was, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And of this gospel, I was appointed a herald and an apostle and a teacher. That is why I am suffering as I am. Yet this is no cause for shame. Don't be worried about me. Paul's like, yeah, I'm suffering, but look, I don't, don't, don't even, that ain't to my shame. Because I know whom I believe, and I'm convinced that he is able to guard what I've entrusted to him until that day. Ooh, friend, child of God, that might be your word today. You got to be convinced. Maybe your circumstances don't look great. Maybe the season that you're in doesn't look wonderful. Maybe you're feeling in, you're down in the dumps in your spiritual life. And maybe it's because we're not treating people, right? <laughs> but maybe it's just because life, you're in a hard patch in life. Listen to what he says. He says, I am persuaded that he will keep that which I've committed to him until that day. I know in whom I believed, and I am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. You think about Paul. He's sitting in prison, right? Like, think about Paul in, in, in prison, Paul, and he's sitting by these Roman soldiers and their guards, right? They're, they're, they're there to guard him. But Paul's like, you know what? I know what I, you know what I think? He's like, I'm persuaded that the one who has entrusted his Holy Spirit, who's entrusted this gospel of salvation into my life, look, there's a guard that's keeping watch over that in my life. Mm. And he's stronger than any of these Roman guards. He's stronger than any military power. I am convinced I know in whom I believed, and I'm persuaded that he is able to guard that which he has entrusted to me until that day. Yes. And he will, friends. He will, he will guard that that he's entrusted into your life until that day. That salvation, he's going to work it out. He's going to keep you and hold you until the very, very end. Hmm. Verse 13. What you heard from me, keep as a pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in Christ Jesus. Guard the good news that was entrusted to you. So like Jesus is going to guard what he gave you, but now you guard 
the deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in you. Don't lose it, man. Remember those tears. Remember that passion. Look, listen, child of God, discouraged child of God, listen. Remember that passion you had for Jesus. Remember that this hope to change the world. You remember that desire to make a difference in your family, in your community. You remember that desire to live for God. Remember those tears. Fan into flame that gift of God that is within you. And know that the one who gave that to you, he's more than sufficient to guard it and protect it until the very end. But you got to do your part. Guard it too. Guard it with the power of the Holy Spirit. Fan it into flame. That, those tears aren't gone. They might be hidden. They might be buried a little bit. They, a lot of life and adversity may have kind of swept over them over time, but it's still there. Still there, child of God. Still there. Because he's faithful to keep what he's committed. All right, let's jump over to Gospels. Let's wrap this up. Gospel Mark, Gospel of Mark, chapter 9. Eight quick verses here in chapter 9, verses 42 through 50. Let's do it. If anyone causes one of these little ones to stumble, those who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for them if a large millstone were hung around their neck and they were thrown into a sea. You don't want to make people stumble. If your hand caused you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter in life maimed with, uh, it, it's better for you to enter life maimed than with two hands to go to, into hell, where fire never goes out. And if your foot caused you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than have two feet and be thrown into, into hell. And if your eye calls you to stumble, pluck it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes to be thrown into hell, where the worm that eats them do not die and the fire is not quenched. Everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can you make it salty again? Have salt among yourselves and be at peace with each other. Wow. That summed it up, man. That summed up everything we read. So be salty. Be salty. How did he finish, finish that? He said, salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can you make it salty again? Have salt among, among yourselves and be at peace with each other. Be salty. Remember that passion, that desire you had in your life to make a difference for Jesus. You can still do that. It's still there. Live at peace with each other. It matters how we treat each other. Yeah, good word today, man. Good word from Isaiah, from 2 Timothy. Yeah. All right, you guys, let's pray. Let's pray. Thank you guys for so much for being on. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Let's pray and, um, and just solidify what we've read uh, in our hearts today. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for uh, loving us and calling us. Thank you for uh, giving us the Holy Spirit in our lives the deposit guaranteeing the inheritance to come. Lord, I, we, we pray that we would today um, fan into flame the gift that you've placed within us. Lord, that we would have a bold courage to be your people. Lord, that we would um, live out the gospel in loving, and hopeful, and bold ways. Lord, that we would make a difference today in the lives of those that cross our path. Whether it's just being offering a word of kindness, a word of help, a word of hope, uh, just a smile, handshake. Help us to be salt and light, Lord, today. Lord, thank you for my friends. I pray your blessing and encouragement on each and every one of them. May you bless them real good today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
Well, God bless you, my friends. Thank you so much for being on. I hope this word was an encouragement to you. You guys are an encouragement to me. Hope you know that. And uh, thanks for being an encouragement to one another. You guys are awesome. Um, yeah, so today will be the last podcast of the week. As I said, I'm, we're taking the, the staff to a conference, so I'll be uh, away from uh, from it a little while. So, But hey, catch up on the the some of the ones you may have missed and spend some time in the Word of, Word of God on your own, uh, whatever. Um, thank you so much for being a part of it. Thank you for your comments. Thanks for liking this, sharing this, all of those things, subscribing to it, all those things. Really appreciate it. All right, guys. Love you guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.